0: Like only we do, and then we'll down our fair share of beer from a local brewery. Grading the beer throughout the episode. So pop a cold one on your end, and we'll get busy on ours. This is the State of My Sports.
1: That's right, everybody. This is State of My Sports, and this is episode 145. Tonight, we are going to talk about the MLB lockout, touch on that during our introductions. Then we'll introduce our Michigan beers from Brewery Nick's after that. And then we will jump into the Juwan Howard Talk. You know, this has been really talked about on Sports Talk Radio for the last two days, nonstop. At least in Michigan. I don't know about nationally and stuff, but it's been, I did not realize it was going to absolutely kidnap Sports Talk Radio, but it did.
2: Uh, I think, I think nationally too. Yeah. It's been all over.
1: I had, didn't really listen to any national opinions. I probably should have because I think you get a lot more, um, even answers but we're going to talk about that talk about how we think what we thought about it um uh, we're going to talk about the pistons rising stars and kind of dig into the draft uh, maybe it's time to tank maybe it's not we'll, we'll talk about that then we'll have some college football questions um before we grade our beer, and then we'll have the 0 one wednesday parlay like we do for the betting hero segment and move right along but we're sorry for the late start uh, i had a birthday dinner for one of our good friends so um Thank you guys for starting late tonight. Yeah, you Not bet. that you guys are on. Th- well, Micah was here before me. Ryan, you just.
2: Well, thank you. were Just what were you doing? Your mic is off. Micah's mic is off.
1: Micah's mic is off. You're right. Yeah. Yep. This is why. This is why I can't do it. So I'm Sam Walter. We got Micah Smith and Ryan Walter. So thank
2: you for the for the wake up text. So I can come over. Were here. you sleeping? Oh, I would have been soon. I was napping yeah. in the car. <laughs>
1: Gosh, I, when I drove by, when I was pulling up, your car was off. Correct. And it was completely dark. I was like, oh, I must have went inside, went in the basement, and nope. didn't send the sitter home. I wasn't happy about that. It could have saved me some money. But,
3: oh, man. <laughs> you said wait.
1: No, I yeah. So
3: yeah. I so, we're here with a nap. We're here. Ready. We're
1: rocking now. If people are watching us live, please be part of the conversation, and then let us know your opinion on all the topics, and let us know what you're drinking, too. We're going to get into our beer introductions here after we talk some MLB. Um, the lockout continues to be... Continues to happen, and I did. I did look more into it, and it is officially a lockout. So technically, they could be doing, they could be playing, based on the old collective bargaining agreement. But the owners said no. We're literally locking you out. You can't come. You can't play. And so, yeah, it's not a strike, right? It's not a strike. Exactly. I think that's a a big. The lockouts when the owners are saying no. The strike is when the players are saying no. And basically, um, the owners are not letting the players. Kind of live their lives with and play 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 baseball. Um, we did talk last week that the the young guys, the guys that are off the fifty man, forty five man roster, whatever the number, twenty six man. What what is
2: the number? I mean 40, 40 man is the extended roster. Okay, Those so are the guys that can go up and down and stuff. Okay,
1: so if you're not on the forty man, you still go to spring
2: training and all that good stuff. So spring training invites usually include well, it's all forty plus plus more. Yeah,
1: so the the key, Riley Green's Torkelson. Some younger pitchers and stuff that that matter are are at or in Lakeland, I guess, doing yeah. their training. No games, obviously. They've delayed it for a week, but um, I did want to talk about like what what they've what what's really going on. So the MLBPA's focus has been on f- uh, funneling more money to the younger players. Basically, they originally talked about they wanted to get the free agency earlier. It sounds like they've kind of backed off of that um, because they and it's going to be on service time, like it always has been. They they wanted that age based. Um, free agency instead of the the service time it sounds like they've kind of gone away from that and that's not necessarily a, a breaking point between the two
2: um but it sounds like they want five years instead of six years control so
1: they want to they want to get the year down and yep, then they want one more
2: okay and it's, with all the young stars in the league right now i mean I, I get it they want their 24 25 year old yeah free agents to get all that money yeah
1: and with all the money that's that's getting tossed around if you can not have to pay a guy, it, it benefits the hey, team you're look, too. You're going to look
2: at a 15-year deal worth something at some point.
1: Um, the Another talking point that they've had is the league and owners uh, want to expand the postseason to 14 teams. What do you think about that? That feels like too many for baseball. Not that I would hate it, but baseball is the type of sport that you really don't want to water down the the, the playoffs, right? Yeah. Like, what, do you, what do you think about that? Well,
2: it's hard. I mean, I, I don't think people really... Truly understand how difficult it is to make the playoffs in baseball. It, it, it is different than the other. It's sports. so tough. Yeah, I yeah. mean, football you get half the teams in there, or, mm-hmm. or even more now, right? They ex- expanded it to the the yeah. nine. Yeah, I'm not sure the exact number. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It's, at minimum it's half, and then uh, basketball it's more than half. You have you have sixteen out of thirty teams make the playoffs and, and like you have to kind of have to try not to make it. In baseball it's exclusive. It's eight teams. Yeah. Or historically I guess they have the one one game plan. Plan right? now. Yep. So yeah, I mean I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I think the one playing game is pretty ridiculous. I, I, I at least play a three game series. Yeah, yep, I agree with that. Um I would rather expand something
1: along those lines rather than adding another team and, and all that. So what, what are they at right now? Is it so they they want to move it to fourteen. Is it six and they want to move it to, to seven on each side?
2: or is it at right right now it's yeah so like seven american seven right now it's five hold on let, let's do the math here so there's four right divisional to go to the the, the um series champ yep and so there's four and there's two wild per cards A, yeah and then the two wild cards so will be ten so six they want cuz cuz okay. one gets eliminated in, in the playoff game inside huh. so five per side make it yeah Man, that's yeah. Five AL, five NL. They want I mean, to do two
1: more, so they basically just want to have another playing game. Is that what they're going well,
2: kind of uh, to uh, try to do? You think? A lot of this has to do with the competitive balance. They they're sick of teams, really, like the Tigers recently, the Astros before yeah. that, that were just terrible, and that was their way to to get good. Because if every if if you have only a few good teams, and then the rest of the league sucks, and they're they're just trying to hoard pe- uh, picks and you know not pay people, mm. then it makes. Overall, it makes the whole league less valuable because nobody watches. because yeah. those games are boring.
1: And you talk about the the competitive balance, and that's another talking or like issue that they're trying to work out is is the thresholds and penalties. Basically, the the owners' latest proposal they they want it to to shift to be I, th- I want to say like kind of shrink it so you can't go as high, you can't go as low to kind of bring the that balance of at least people are spending money, not just. I mean, that, that's kind of what the MLB owners are known for is, oh the. They all make a crap ton of money, and then if you don't spend it, you make even more. Like it's it's pretty simple math. And you have when you have teams that are collecting luxury taxes from the uh, the Yankees and making all this money off of everybody else and not spending it to to put a good product on the field, it's it's an issue. Yeah. And it, you got to have. And I I like that the MLB doesn't have a salary cap necessarily because if you want to go buy a World Series, go ahead and do it. It doesn't bother me. Just put me put a good product on the field but like i agree like you should have a a minimum to be like do something like you can't have what oakland's doing right now by blowing this team up and they're gonna have basically no payroll yeah and like like the royal or that not the royals the um you brought up the 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 astros did that like there were players like two or three players combined on the yankees would make double of what like the a's Whole whole salary was or the yeah, Royals yeah. too. Yeah, he's yeah, the so Royals like, were
2: like forty five million dollar payroll. It was insane, and and you had one guy in the Yankees making that. And that's so. that's terrible. That that's not right. And I then mean, Detroit Tigers have like one hundred ten million dollar payroll right now, and thirty five of that's Miggy. Miggy, exactly. I mean, so they're
1: they're close to being one of those teams that do that includes don't like. bias.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah.
1: Um. So that's another one. Some things that they agreed on, and this I'm not under. I don't understand how it wasn't a big bigger deal. The sides agreed to have a universal DH. I didn't realize that that was like I knew that it was talked about. I feel like they just kind of slipped that through. Like,
2: yeah, man, that, is
1: that that's legit? Like, the NL is going to have a designated hitter starting next year from here if on. they
2: even play. I did not hear
1: that. I feel like they did that purposely. Yeah, why are they not? Why is nobody? talking? They changed baseball. Yeah, yeah. Like all of the NL teams are preparing to have a, a designated hitter, and they're going to unless they play under the old collective bargaining agreement. They're not going to do that based on what we're seeing. It's like. Yeah, say goodbye to the pitchers hitting. Like that's a new Jeez. thing, and, and basically this is based off of what I read from CBS. I I haven't heard any of this. Basically, it's just articles that
2: I, that I was able to to find and read. Crazy that, that that's happening. Well, that you saw with the COVID year and everything happened where where DH was both sides. I think that was like their foot in the door because mm-hmm. they wanted to go that way for a while, but um, purists, baseball purists, don't want that. And I I actually I. Not a purist, but I actually I think the DH on both sides is, is a good thing.
1: I do too. I don't hate it. Yeah, um, I I think being uh, fans of the AL like we are, it's it's easier for us to be like, yeah. I mean, what does it matter yeah, if the duh, NL has sense. to do it? But like, I I like it for the fact of. When it comes to the World Series, that is such a big difference in the, the way they play. It's like, just play the same baseball game. Just play with the same rules. Why do we have two rules to begin with? Just like Let's just have a set standard.
2: Yeah. It, it seems pretty simple. Well, what you're going to see is you're going to start seeing long-term contracts given to pitchers in the American League instead of almost exclusively in the National League. Mm-hmm. Because those pitchers would go there because they knew they had an out every time through the order. Yeah. And so the Max Scherzer was like, why would I stay in Detroit? And have to face like legit lineups all the time. When I could go over to the Nationals and dominate easily, eight, eight hitters year of, after year yeah. after year.
1: Yep, yeah, and it's crazy. It, it, I don't understand how that that just slipped through. I feel like they did that purposely, where it's like, all right, let's, we'll, we'll agree on that. Yeah, let's wild. not talk about it until people will be like, hey, thank God, baseball's back. I don't care what the rules are, and you got rid of the the purists because they they don't know what's going on, you know. Yeah. Because they don't follow social media and stuff like that, like, they don't know yeah, how. You're to read it. Right. They don't yeah. know how to read online articles. They're walking the
2: halls of Cooperstown or something. <laughs> yeah, like, this is just so cool. no idea what's going on. This is awesome. They're still um, using typewriters.
1: <laughs> another interesting one that that uh, they agreed upon the, the rules aren't in place yet, but they want to do a draft lottery. So last place doesn't automatically get the first vote, or sorry, the first, first pick. And it sounds like they're they're fighting between is it the bottom four that go into the lottery or bottom five, it, from what from what I'm finding. Um,
3: Seems like you're splitting hairs.
1: It well, this is stuff that they agreed on though. So like that's not
2: even the, the
1: that's just interesting stuff that I thought was. <laughs> it's it's
2: again though, know, competitive change. balance. They're yeah. trying to make it so you should not guarantee tank and be yep. start breaking records then, for most losses.
1: And then another one is they, they elimin, are going to eliminate um the buyer side of draft pick compensation. So if you sign a big free agent, you're not gonna have to also lose a draft pick mm. based on that that. Whatever they have, some kind of calculation. That's no no longer gonna be the an issue. Rules. So another competitive balance. Rule. That seems to be the biggest issue is, is it, with all of this, at least in the small stuff. Obviously, there's money, there's tax, and like all the stuff that people care about. But it seems like they just want to be, become a more balanced competitive league, and that's perfectly fine in my opinion. I'm I'm all for that. Um, the the nuts and bolts of it all are, are are so small to me.
2: Yeah, I I'm wondering if they're ever gonna go to a minimum. Uh, a minimum like a salary a salary floor. Yeah, salary floor. Because that would that would be interesting. That would be the part where like that would force somebody to be invested in, yeah. in players. I think it would it would. But uh, they have to be careful in the way they do it because the problem I have with players saying that I want a percentage of what the owners get and and then you know split between the players is you have no idea what I mean. The owner is running a business and they're selling their brand. They can get creative like. The players have no say in that. They just go out there and play. Exactly. So the owners should be able to sell more hot dogs or market their team a certain way and, mm-hmm. and get, gain excitement, throw more billboards up. Like They're spending that money to bring excitement that brings in revenue.
1: They're the ones that are putting up all of the risk when I, it comes to financial stuff. Yes. So they should I be think, the
2: ones getting the biggest reward. Well, and, and they do. And they. Yeah. I'm not saying that they don't get the reward, but- It should not just be about like a percentage of the overall revenue. I think the revenue that should be shared with the players, it should be almost maybe even a a larger percentage, should be based on, you know, like attendance and, and I don't know, sales within the stadium itself, like where people are watching, or maybe a TV deal. But I think the salaries and the luxury tax number should not be based on overall revenue of the teams. That number should be a percentage of. The overall revenue of something else, and, and I don't know what that is, but I I have a problem. Like I said, with players just demanding this, and I'm on, I'm the, I'm on the players' side, but I think if you draw the line and just say it's only about revenue, I don't know. Yeah, that, that doesn't make, that doesn't make sense to me.
1: In in, in my opinion, from an out, outsider's perspective, a non-player, obviously, it has nothing to do with me, not an owner, but like I think their biggest issue is you have these certain players that make. Like the, like for the Tigers, almost fifty percent of the the team's salary, and that's where the the biggest issue is. Is you have a massive gap from top to bottom, and I know most of the leagues do, but yeah, it doesn't. Do. It seems like the this is it's way more drastic in MLB, especially with the amount of players that are are, are available. You know what I mean? Like it's way larger than NBA, and well, NHL kind of fits is a little closer to that. It's uh, the way MLB, the contracts. But,
2: it's the way the deals are done, and baseball is a great salary compensation plan for the players like those guys get paid they have yeah. guaranteed contracts they don't have to worry about getting injured like they're, they're getting paid either way so mm-hmm. they have a good thing there I, I i i don't know i don't i'm not really sure where to go after that but
1: yeah i mean it basically so what we're seeing here is they they met yesterday they're they met again today um and they're they're meet they're planning on meeting every day this week and really it's the first time that they've shown signs of you know panic if you will or actually trying to get something worked out and it's just frustrating that, that it got to this point before you have these week-long meetings. It seems like it should have been happening uh, way before. And I, feel, I don't know. I feel like if people haven't turned us off yet by now, um, they probably will if we keep going. But, yeah. I mean, it was just
2: it's <laughs> I thought it was it, it's getting
1: really close to being like,
2: all right, get this freaking thing done. We're, there, I, I expect a shortened season. I do too.
1: Yeah. I really do. And I almost feel like, the both sides are okay with it and another thing with the shortened season it's like they have this deadline of um i think the i think they said the 28th if you don't have a deal done by the 28th that'll start affecting the regular season i'm wondering if these guys even taking into consideration the like the player visas and stuff because n- usually these players are here some get delayed in the spring training multiple weeks and it's like all right well they don't know if they're coming back to work you're yeah, gonna you, you can't come house them so what? What these guys are staying there, wondering like, all right, what am I like? Am I allowed to come? What do I have to do to come? Like, what's going on? Yeah, good point. And it's like, the longer it waits, the harder it's going to be to start this thing. Period. And it's it's not. I well, just, the longer I, they
2: wait, the the more leverage the owners have because if you true. start cutting away the season, the players get paid based on the the. Sides of the season. So if they only play a shortened season, then they're probably so then going to start losing paychecks. Okay. So then the, the owners will say, "Hey, sorry, you know," and the majority of their money comes from TV deals and everything yeah. else. So hey, like, oh, we want to get this done. Maybe they'll, they'll say we'll pay you for the whole season if you agree to our terms. And yeah, then, and yeah. Then they if get we get way, this figured out, then yeah.
1: we'll. Yeah. If if we miss games, then we'll you'll still get paid for them. They, and the and owners will,
2: are always in the best position, but they can just kind of dangle whatever they want out there the carrot, and then you know, players will bite.
1: Yep. Well, let's get into our, our beer introductions for the day. I, I went to Sicilianos and I was like, "Hey, what's a new what's a new local brewery here?" It doesn't have to be Grand or Michigan brewery. And he, I got an idea, like, and took me to a place that I didn't even know existed. There's a back cooler nice. at Sicilianos. Yeah.
3: How do you get to it?
1: Walk through the door that says cooler, and I the never back? went back there. But I, I just figured like. From the front,
2: you go to the back.
1: Well, like, I just figured all, whatever was in there is the stuff that's on the shelf. It's just, like, their overflow. But no, it's, like, the stuff that they have to keep cool no matter what. You know how, like, certain beers, like, you can't go room temperature, period, and it has to stay somewhat cool? Really? Yeah, so, so there's a customers. whole new section that I'm just like, dang, oh. I had no idea this was here.
3: How so, do you get to it?
1: The door. The freezer door. Or cooler door.
3: I'll have to go there.
1: So, all right, so you know when you walk in, yeah. and you're like, all the way to the left, so, like, the um, checkout aisles here. Yeah. And then you kind of walk, and you got all the Michigan beer, like, basically down that same one. Right. And Coolers then you, you keep the walking straight where you put the heavy return cans yep. there. Um, okay. So, like, you can go to the right, and it's, like, a cellar almost, but then there's a big fridge door right there, and you open that, and there's, like, that's where they keep all their ciders and, like, um, other yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah. It was Okay. Uh, blew my mind. I, I, I'm going to have to look a little closer next time at, at that kind of stuff. Well, there but. you go got to walk but, through the door. Anyways, they introduced this one to me. This is a brand new brewery. I think they opened in 2022. I, I don't even know if they have a brew house. Yeah, I think Mike, you got some information about Brewery Nix. And what they are is a, and, and read it, but they're a gluten-free brewery. They are. Is that basically the whole what a brewery is? Michigan's yeah. first
3: gluten-free brewery.
2: Straight up. Uh Jill's Lee uh lane here, right? I mean this right might be right up my alley. <laughs> I don't know. I mean this is pretty light so far.
3: So tell us a little bit about it. So okay. Brewery NYX gives everyone the ability to once again enjoy the experience of craft beer. Not only do they cut out ingredients for a healthier, more pleasant, gluten-free option. In nixing the labels around gluten free, uh, huh. they've allowed for enjoyment like without the diagnosis or the dialogue.
1: Interesting. Is there more? There is more. All right, real <laughs> quick, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the the comment we had. A, a uh, Carrie is drinking <laughs> <I'm so tired. laughs> Cakewalk, which is a vanilla cream ale from Right Brain Brewery. Oh uh, yeah. Nice. Uh, okay, I so. Know.
3: They are a 100% gluten-free brewery founded, designed, and crafted with a simple goal to empower gluten-free consumers to rejoin the table. Their beer is brewed with you in mind, the enthusiast who wants to go to happy hour, relax, and enjoy craft beer, but has has had to sit on the sideline because any craft beer that is worth drinking is not gluten-free. We're here to change that, they say. And you can find their beer around town. You can go down to Bridge Street Market, uh, the D and Ws at Breton Village and Grand Haven, Forest Hills Food, Horax Market, and none other than Siciliano's Market.
1: For sure. Um, so when I was at Siciliano's, there was the what is this the lager? What is this? Yeah, the gluten free lager. They also have a double uh, IPA and a stout. That's what they had at, at Siciliano's. At least I'm not sure if they had. Um, any more on their website there, but um, shoot, I didn't. I didn't really pull up much about this particular one, but it's 4.6 alcohol by volume, and just a, a gluten-free lager. And it's definitely light
2: and crisp. I, I would say it for a, yeah. I mean, it's made with water, millet, rice, sunflower seeds, hops, and yeast,
1: malt, honey, clean and refreshing is what they said. Yeah. Was there was there any more for for right now, or should we save save some for later, Michael? I'll no, we'll save it for later.
0: All right. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. State of My Sports.
1: So, something big happened in the state of Michigan, and it was a basketball game that ended in a nice little fight. And we love our fights in the state of Michigan. We love, like, the Malice in the Palace is as embarrassed as we are. It happened. We kind it's of awesome. like that. It happened. We own it. You know the the uh, March twenty sixth <laughs> thing with with the, with the Red Wings and Avs, and then they did it again in ninety eight, and then two thousand two. A little bit. It's like we like that kind of stuff. Like it's it's fun, but it looked different this time, and I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's just because it's basketball. I think it was like an open hand versus closed hand <laughs> thing. Yeah. So all right, we're gonna we're gonna try something new here. And I hope it, it translates well. So we have, on for the people that are watching live, uh, you can see this this screen here. So we actually have
2: it. Does it look like, like it looks right there? Yeah,
1: so that screen is being shown to everybody there. I actually got to hit transition, though. So it's there. All right. Okay. I hope this works. We're, we're trying something new. I got to unmute this. This is really good podcast stuff. I'll tell you that. All right, I'm going to hit play. That will do it. I hope this is working. That's can you guys hear it? Let us know in the comments. But anyway, so the game procedure. ended It's a blowout Standard seven procedure, seven. So
2: the head coaches go meet each other first Yeah
1: The announcers are already talking about how Juan Howard wasn't going
2: in, in, in the line, line, line. here later Oh, right away Things are right right pointing in his face Masked
1: down do The way that the music Howard was on in the background Was so pretty hey, You have the defense going but then here it is, boom! Oh, the right mask yeah, is down too. I'm so
2: friendly. Yeah. This is—it was. I, are and I thought this was going to get scene. way this, worse. This the it. scrum you can't this see. I wish I would, I would. I want to know what oh it. happened. Yeah, so, it's so hard it to see It is
1: a tough, tough angle. I do have another angle that, that I wanted to that I wanted to try here, if we can. Again, please let us know in the comments if this doesn't work out for you guys. I apologize. Um, I don't. I also don't think the sound goes over to our, our pod, actual podcast version, so that kind of stuff. Um, But yeah, I mean from from that angle, the, you, the, you, didn't, you didn't get to really see a whole, did we? Anyway. And it, it was well, it happened fast. It did. It did happen really fast. That's a good point. And shoot, where'd that go? I just lost it, didn't I? The other version that I wanted. Refresh I don't know. and see what see what I got going here. All right, here we go. Nope, I wanted to stop though. But no, all right. So initial thoughts. What do you guys think of of what happened? All right, this is the other angle's not going to work. Sorry. <laughs> I I hope that first one went good. Yeah, yeah, I mean we saw it. We saw we, what we saw it. Everybody else thought it's cutting in and out. Need better internet for that. But we're connected. We're hard connected. We better have good enough hard internet. connect. Right? Isn't that hard. what it's called? Hard connect. When uh, it's on a cord, yeah. Not
2: Wi-Fi.
3: I, I don't know, man. <laughs> oh. <wow. laughs>
1: So what else is going on with this thing. my
3: first thought, because I didn't have that video, the the only clip going around for like the first 12 hours of the day was at the point when Juwan and Coach Guard were basically in a nearly physical altercation. And then, and then it escalated from there when Juwan reached over. So my first thought was, okay, I need to find a video of something before this, because that's just that's how media does things, right? They just pick mm-hmm. the clip that's just beyond entertaining, and then we blow it up from there, and it drives me crazy. So <laughs> I was able to find the other clip. I, I think it was probably that clip that you were trying to show, but it showed kind of the, the progression from the second that Juan actually got in line, and then they showed him entering that frame, and then things were said – didn't know what was said. And then news reported, hey, this is what Juwan said. This is what was going on between the two of them. And, like, initially, I I was pretty upset with Juwan. I, I still am upset Yeah, with how everything went down. But th- that's my initial gut reaction was I, I was pretty darn upset. Yeah, my,
1: my first thought. So basically what what – so I didn't watch the game. I was out shoveling the driveway, listening to, to 97 on the ticket, and all of a sudden, um, who was the guy? Jeff Rieger was on, and all of a sudden, he started going nuts. He goes, oh, my gosh, there's a brawl. Like, What's going on? Did you watch it. Hit the guy. So I'm like, all right, Hulu Live is going to be way behind. So I pull up on my Hulu Live, and I'm like, all right. did And basically, I'm watching this live, and I got to see it all, and it was like, I didn't know what happened. So basically, what it, what it sounds like happened is, so there, there's a part that everybody's talking about. The part everybody's talking about is, a timeout that pissed um, Jawan Howard off. Um, another part that other people are bringing up is the fact that Jawan Howard was running press coverage on the defense, which is why they called timeout because they had to get the ball out of the, be- the back seconds. court, basically.
2: They had four seconds yep. to do that. And, but he they, brand new players.
1: But they wanted to call timeout so they could get 10 seconds, right? Yeah. Um, but another thing that they're not talking about, and this was brought up, and I and I hope this is correct, but er, like with about 10 seconds left in the game – or maybe like 15, Wisconsin shot a three. And that was kind of what started the whole thing where Michigan started running press coverage or was it press cover or full court press, full court press, right? Juwan doesn't call it that, but that's what it's called, right? Press, press five or something press like, five. like that, right? Or man five. Yeah. Or and then he called it. basically then there was time. It was definitely the guys weren't getting all the coaches were pissed at each other and were, all right, I'm going to show you, I'm going to show yeah. you, I'm going to show back you. back and forth. And then it led to what it did. Now, no excuse for Juwan Howard. I you can't hit a guy like he like he did. I think that was a terrible look. The way that it all went down, and I agree with you, Mike. Like at first, I was like, "Wow, this is a terrible look. Like, how is this going to be? Like, this is really bad," is is what I was. And I honestly, I still think it is. I'm I'm not I, I'm not going to defend what Juwan Howard did, but then like more is coming out the fact that it was he was protecting his players. It sounds like because the assistant coach that he hit. I guess had his hands on one of the Michigan players, so that changes my perspective. It's like okay, he wasn't defending himself anymore. It wasn't I'm going to show you. It was I'm going to defend my player. Don't touch my motherfucking player. Yeah, there is basically what it came down to. Had right? his hands on Terrence Williams. Is that who it was? Yeah. Okay, all right. I mean, Ryan, what what, what were your thoughts as, as all this was even happening?
2: I mean, is it? I I think it's a hundred um, percent, Jawan Howard's fault. He's at fault for the whole thing. Yeah, it would not have escalated to the level it escalated to without him having the attitude he had at the end of the game and and just really acting childish about the whole thing now i like the competitiveness that he that he has like the the fact that he takes little things like that personally means that he's not going to roll over and he's got that fighting kind of spirit i i want that in a coach yep but you are the head coach of university of michigan basketball program you are better than that and and I, there's no be. no excuse there's no excuse for him it, absolutely i'm disappointed in him he needs to represent himself in the university a lot better now i think media is going to have a field day with this like they already have yeah, and they're going to blow it out of proportion the fact that he like he didn't go in swinging he went in halfway realized <laughs> he that he wanted like, to grab and it no. was like the most awkward <laughs> open hand like yeah. touch touch to the face there was no red mark on anybody's face after yeah that. Yeah. Um, but what I didn't like is that he kept going and his aggressiveness even did not after stop that. after that. Yep. And that's what bothered me. Yeah. He should have been the one telling his players to stop. Then Diabody Diabody, whatever is his last name however you say it, the, yeah. the, the mm-hmm. freshman, stud freshman, you know, big strong dude. He goes in there, he's throwing legit punches at that point. Yeah, and, Boy, and it got rowdy and it should never now now are you really trying to claim that you're protecting your players when you led them into that kind of an environment? Exactly. No. No, it, not no I that. I agree with you completely. Um, and and not only that but his press conference after the game was garbage.
1: It was disappointing. I feel like that's the the op- he had an opportunity to say sorry for his actions. Yep. He had an opportunity to say, "Hey, this is what I saw. I was defending my players." He didn't talk about his players once. Nope. That it was like in defense of them. Nope. And that's where it's like I'm wondering if he even saw that. You know what I mean? The way that we saw that somebody had their hands on a player. You said it was it was Terrence Williams that, that was getting... Yeah. Um, he said he has hands on me, and he was protecting himself. Exactly. He said, you don't touch me. Yeah. He said, like, that's what it was about. It was about him. And that's the disappointing thing for me. Now, if you're defending your players, I'm all for it. But then to say that. And that's where I was just like, oh, he had an opportunity to... I don't want to say make this look good because it couldn't look good, but he had an opportunity twice, actually, to, to at least be like, hey, it wasn't about me, but he made it about him with his statements, with everything else. From the start to the finish, it was about him. Now, is it about him because he cares that deeply about his players? Yeah, probably. But he probably cares about his look, too. We have- and that's where it's like when he gets touched and he's like, you don't touch me, don't effing touch me. That's a uh, him confident. like I can't you can't do that to me.
2: We have all overreacted at things in our life. It's not nah, it's I don't not, know if I ever have, but I well just for the sake of an argument, yeah go ahead. I think as a <laughs> as a parent, you need to and I, and I say this because as a head coach, you're really kind of the parent um, of that team. Like mm-hmm. you are the ones leading it. They answer to you. you establish the rules, and you are the leader of the, of the team or the mm-hmm. family. So as the leader of my family. I have to be able to apologize to my family, to my kids, if I overreact at something and I and I unfairly punish them or I unfairly react to them in a, in a mean way of some kind yep. that hurts their feelings. I have to be a big enough man to go into that room and sit down with my kids and say, you know what, I was wrong. I should not have reacted that way. I am very sorry for that. There was no excuse for it. And... and it, That's what being a leader truly is. Mm -hmm. So I don't care that he overreacted. And that's what I'm saying. The fighting spirit, perfect. Yeah. But then when you keep on going and put your team at risk, I have a problem with that. And then when you have an opportunity to man up, be a man, be accountable for it, and own up to it and say, I'm sorry, I overreacted. I still do not apologize for you know, the, the confrontation, yeah. whatever, but I reacted and let it get way out of control, and that was not my intention, and I'm sorry, and I own up to that. Yeah. None of that was said.
1: Yep, and and I obviously we don't know what was said behind closed doors. Maybe he said that to I his team care. and I stuff I don't like care. That. I agree. That doesn't matter. It. He had an opportunity to be the face of, of a true leader and a guy that's not afraid to admit when he's wrong, even if he doesn't think he's wrong in the moment, too. Like, like he exactly. could still have those feelings, be like, I, hey, I... But I what I did was wrong and I that's unacceptable. And what and and He's going he let he his so so you got the the his his uh two players, Terrence Williams and uh Diabati yep. both suspended one game. That's on him. Yep. Because he led the way of being like, This is what we're what we do. And he put them in that position. Now, did they have to go punch people and, and do what they did to, to get suspended? No. But if that's the tone that you're gonna set as the leader man you you just really I, it was it, it was so disappointing the way this has been handled yeah
2: in, in my opinion again if i'm going to go pick a fight with a guy and throw a punch or whatever and my kids are sitting there and they start punching the other kids of the other yeah, family right. am i going to go back to my kids and say you need to be better than that exactly no they followed my lead <laughs> yep that's what happened
1: it's it was it was off so let's let's get a little into the suspensions of what what uh, laid out so head coach Juan Howard uh, suspended five games the remainder of the regular season, fined $40,000, the biggest in Big Ten history, Big Ten basketball history, I should say. Uh, Terrence Williams and Diabati both suspended one game. Now you go over to the university side, uh, Greg Gard fined $10,000, and then they had one player suspended, uh, Neith suspended for, for one game. Um, what, what, do, what do you guys think about the, the, the punishment here? Because it... I look at it as light. I, I look, let's let's focus on Michigan to to start, if you guys are cool with that, and yeah. if we want to bring in the other side when we're talking, that, that's cool. But I think from a Michigan side, on paper, you look at it, it's like man, that you put the the suspension right next to the video, you're like, no way, those are the same the same situations, right? Like what we saw, what we just watched together, it's like that was way worse than a five game suspension and one game per per these two players, in my my opinion. Now, there's a lot of rules that I think Big Ten can only suspend a coach for, for up to three games according to their contracts and stuff like that, and then they worked with Big Ten to make it a, a, or the University, University of Michigan the- and Big Ten to kind of make it a, a five-game suspension. I feel like if there was eight games left, it would have been an eight-game suspension. If there were seven games, it would have been a seven. So, Most likely. I look at it as five and I'm like, man, that doesn't seem to fit the the crime. Now, there's also rumors, and I don't know the details that, this says at least five, technically, and they're going to revisit it once these five games are up. I think that's more the university side trying to figure out how they're going to handle um, probably the publicity side of it all because you have some angry people. Um, but what do you guys think oh. of, of, of the the punishment?
3: I, I think the punishment is fine for Juwan, and I, I get what you're saying. Maybe Maybe it's not enough. When you when you look at the video, but then I think that's where that forty thousand dollars comes in. It's a lot of money. Okay, it, it, it's a lot of money, but then you look across the aisle at, a, kind of a measly ten grand for Greg Gard, and you go, okay, well that's 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 what that forty is making up for, is that there's no other regular season games to be suspended for, and so that that forty grand to me kind of makes up for.
1: Paying for, for paying the rows. for, yeah,
3: yeah. and I, I think the, I think the suspension is fine. I mean, wh- what else do you want? You know, I don't <laughs> think they're they, going to the tournament. He's not going to be. Well, they have not, the Big
1: Ten tournament. They have to win. Well, I mean, they have the Big Ten. He's so they could he could come back for one game in the Big Ten tournament and then you could have just gave them the rest of the regular, or the rest of the year. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And I think that's probably what they're weighing. It's like if they go out and win, let's say, three of the last five games, they're still on that bubble team and they're one or two wins away from a Big Ten champion or from making the tournament in the Big Ten. You know what I mean? Yeah. Making the tournament with two Big Ten tournament wins. Then they'll bring them back and be like, all right, go, let's get this thing done. If they lose four or five and they're like, all right, we're not going to get in. Just stay stay out of the picture the rest of the way. That's why I think they're leaving that door open personally to kind of see all right, how how are we gonna handle this. We could just say you're done, but Kyle Kyle jumps in and, in typical Kyle fashion calling me soft. <laughs> he said the suspension fits the what Howard did. Now that's interesting coming from a Sparty. Uh, that's that's interesting to see. Um, but I don't know. What does that all mean? Right? Sam is soft. He thinks that I'm I'm going. I don't know. I, I think I'm out of shape or something, right? Because <laughs> he's right. No, but I think he's talking about that. I I think they should have gave him more. But
2: yeah, I I think um, I actually expected a little bit more of a fine. I think I I'm I don't think it's a soft. I think it fits. I think it fits. Yeah. Let's yeah. I mean, let's be honest. He he did slap somebody on the face, and and was it childish? Yeah, it was childish. Do do we know if the suspension if those are paid? games i don't believe so no okay so it's not just he can't, 40, 000, he, he, can't he can't even have contact with with the team so most likely from what, I, from what I heard most likely it's unpaid suspension yeah and the, then the f- extra the forty thousand. i mean the unpaid suspension might be a hundred thousand we, we don't know i mean he makes a lot of money
1: yeah um but then the, the wisconsin side I'm really surprised that the assistant coach didn't get suspended. I, now, do I think Greg Gard did anything to really get suspended? No, I think you see those. No zero. You he see, you see those zero. coaches kind of like grab each other, and like t- no, like no, we're, we're going to talk about something right now, and that happens a lot. And I feel like that's all he did. Now, the assistant coach getting off scot scot free is scot free or scotch free?
3: Scotch, S- <laughs> scotch. <laughs> I think it's scotch free. Let's I think go with it's
1: that. He got away with nothing. <laughs> no, I don't believe you guys. That's the problem. No, but... Um, I, I think he's the one that should have got a punishment, if anybody.
2: Um, I don't think any of them should have been suspended over there. I mean, they... Like, what did the head coach... If you look at Wisconsin head coach, you're right. He went in with the right hand for the handshake. Then he, like, made sure he almost held Juwan in place and he put his other... But that was like... And it really honestly looked, by his body language, it looked like his story was accurate when he when he had his press conference. No, he uh, said yeah. that he was trying to explain the rationale for the timeout. He knew that made him mad. He knew that he wasn't happy with him. They were gonna have words and and you he know, saw that he didn't meet him at half court right away. Yeah. So he was trying to just break the ice a little bit and say, look, that was not I was not trying to make you mad. I was not trying to put my players in a in a position to yeah, create a turnover when it. they're we're barely on. We're not trying to rub it in necessarily. Yeah, exactly. Like that was not the intention here. It is to put my players in the best position possible to get across half court. Yeah. Do you believe that? I do. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Up fourteen. Yeah, I think I think coaches I, and players can get. Re- it's the whole thing with like flipping your the end. flipping your bat like in baseball. Who cares? That does not mean you throw a hundred mile an hour fastball at the guy the next guy's head, like. Grow up a little bit. He beat you. He hit a home run. He could do whatever he wants. Next time, throw a curveball at his head and watch him jump out of the way. Like, I I don't know. I I don't, I'm not one to retaliate. I'm one to beat him the next time and use it as motivation. So if Juwan acts like that, I think that he's being a baby.
1: I I agree with that. But at the same time, Juwan Howard, all he was doing was talking. And if he's saying, we'll, we'll remember this, we're going to remember that, just keep walking, right? You, the the yeah. other coach could have kept walking, but he didn't. And, and look, I'm not saying like I agree that I, I don't think Wisconsin. Like I don't think they should have got spent. The only one is the, the assistant coach that put his hands on on one of Michigan's players. I'm, That's I'm where I still, think is, is the
2: issue. I'm still okay with Juwan Howard. Even getting mad and backing up and them coming together at half court where both teams are right there, I'm fine with that situation. They were not happy with each other. He was mad at him. He was trying to explain. He was like, back off. I'm going to remember this. Mm-hmm. It was when he reached over four players like a coward and yeah. went over and tried to like slap hit somebody in the face.
3: <laughs> Does it change anything for you that Juwan told him what what he's what did you just say? That he said to him right, He just said he, we're
2: going to
1: remember that. We'll, right. we'll have to remember this.
3: And then he said, Don't touch me before he grabbed a hold of him, stopped him.
2: Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I, I there's reason for Juwan to be mad about the whole the whole thing starting. Right. I don't think you were gonna get out of there with them just walking past each other and Wisconsin coach definitely had a had a, a part to that. But no, this didn't blow up at that. But yeah, reached over three players. Yeah,
1: let's say he did what he did, and then nothing else happened. We're not even talking about. We're, we're not talking. There's no about suspension. It. There's no fine. Nope. From Wisconsin.
2: Nope. There's probably a, so
1: that's probably so. It's not about the action. It was a very very small action that caused a massive massive reaction. Yeah. The reaction's the issue, there and that's mean. what we saw. Um. But again, I just would if the other if the other coach touched a Michigan player, that's where I'm like. He's the one that should be getting the fine, Um, but...
2: Uh, I, I just want this to be over with. There's more punches that were thrown. I don't know how only three athletes were suspended. There were a lot of punches. There in were, there. Was, yeah. I'm they, surprised
1: I'm surprised that it cooled down as quick as it did. Because yeah. I was ready for that to be um, the um, next mouse. mouse, in the, they were, mouse. Like, it looked like they were in the stands. It looked like there was something going on over there. Yeah. Like there was guys on the ground. <laughs> the I, I, I was like,
2: holy smokes. The whole this thing is on is gonna... the ground, like somebody got hit hard in there.
1: Yeah, so the statement from from the University of Michigan or I guess it's from John Howard. He said, after taking time to reflect on all that happened, I realized how unacceptable both my actions and words were and how they affected so many. I am truly sorry. I am offering my sincerest apologies to my players and their families, my staff, my family, and the Michigan fans around the world. I would like to personally apologize to Wisconsin's assistant coach, Joel whatever, and his family too. Lastly, I speak... A lot about being a Michigan man and representing the University of Michigan with class and pride. I did not do that, nor did I set the right example in the right way for my student-athletes. I will learn from my mistake, and this mistake will never happen again. No excuses. Good. I think that's what he should have said to an extent yeah. at his press conference. Yeah. And what this statement is, is university is like, Yeah. You're going to say this? Yes, there was uh, uh, there was their speechwriter uh, that
2: went and said, "No, nope, this is what." And I we're think really
1: I think this is uh, uh, this could be an issue for University of Michigan and Juwan Howard. I really think it could be because this I is think so too. This is a it's not this isn't his first offense. This is strike two and a half, if He's not, been weird close lately. to three. Yeah, like he had an issue again in the Michigan State game Uh last year. Was it Maryland that he was gonna effing kill somebody or yeah. something
2: like? This is not a. This last is, last week in Iowa, like he grabbed a ball, a, a, yeah. a ball that was loose, but it was still in the game of play. Yeah, I, I didn't it was like see that. Going to be about a backcourt, it. and he just picked it up, and he's like, "Oops, oh my bad, my yeah. bad." And it's and he got uh, a that was his second technical yeah, of the game or yeah, something.
1: Second I am starting to really so like I've been so jekyll and Hyde on Juwan Howard because yeah. at first I was like, I don't know if he can do this, and after the first year I was like, see, I don't know, but then. Obviously, there was last year, the, the crazy, was it last year? Right? Or two years ago, I should say. This is this his fourth year already? No. Or was 2020 his first year? Is
3: this his third year? I believe it's his third.
1: Third? Okay. So the first year was a bad year, and they, there was no tournament. Second year, they went to the finals, right? Third year.
2: No, first year he went to the finals. No, first year it got didn't. canceled, didn't it? No. Second year got canceled? Yeah. Last year he did not go and this is his third year. <clears throat>
3: ta uh
1: Yep. The tournament got canceled once. He made Maybe champion right. He made the championship once and he lost in the to UCLA in the second round once. So this will be his fourth year.
2: We could figure this out probably by using a google
3: machine. I'm sure Kyle will let us know. Yeah, Kyle's right Thanks, out Kyle. to
1: date with with Michigan basketball. <laughs> um no, but it is concerning and I'm not sure it's going to fit and it's going to work. It's 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 weird. It's weird. I think, it's weird. Is,
2: I think the pressure is really on um, you know, Juwan, his most talented son is going to be coming to the University of Michigan next year. Next year, year yeah. And so that – his kids being around and him wanting to coach them in the college age group yeah. has, has really been the reason we thought he was going to stay for another six years anyways. Like that was always the motivation is that he was going to coach them at the University of Michigan and his kids were going to were going to get their education to go through. And they were going to be Michigan legends and, the, and he was going to bring in all kinds of other amazing recruits and the talent would speak for itself, and it would be like a Fab Five type thing, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's that that was the goal from the Michigan side. Um, so, yeah, he's got a lot of work to do to make sure that he sticks around for that, and I think that still is probably his what he wants to do. No, I think he's a better fit for the NBA, just with what we've been seeing lately. is yeah. His passion for the game is more, I don't know, less classy response to, to certain things and more go-go. Get him type of an attitude. That's yeah. an NBA thing. It yeah. definitely
1: is. Yep, it fits the NBA game for sure. Um, real quick, the the director of athletics from from Wisconsin came out with his statement. He said, "We have received and read the rulings in the Big Ten that the Big Ten has handed down in regard to the incident." Blah blah blah. Uh, needless to say, there is no place in college athletics to for for what happened at the end of the game. Neither coach guard nor his staff had any intent to provoke provoke or incite any. Of what took place, I want to commend those on our staff and student athletes who were trying to de-escalate the situation. Our staff has my complete support, as do our student athletes. I consider the ten thousand dollar fine from the Big Ten to be a Wisconsin fine and not a Greg Gard fine. Wisconsin Athletics will assume the responsibility for paying this. Um, our program is in the midst of the race for the blah blah blah. blah. That's enough for that. Right? Yeah. Um. Honestly, I think that's. <laughs> I, I like that. I like the way that Wisconsin handled handled that. I really do. Now, I think again the assistant coach was was the issue, um, in my opinion. But could be wrong.
2: What are you gonna do?
0: Drinking craft beer, having fun, and talking sports in the state of Michigan. <laughs> You're listening to State of My Sports.
1: So, another basketball news, it was All-Star Weekend.
2: It was? It was. Okay. I didn't know that was still a thing. Yeah, I heard no, man, I heard the dunk contest was terrible. I heard that. I didn't spend a second of my life watching. I didn't watching. watch it either. I don't uh, know
1: the last time I watched any of the dunk contests, honestly. Um,
2: yeah, 2016 <laughs> maybe with Zach Levine I saw. That was a good yeah. one. Yeah. But not since then.
1: Why? Yeah.
2: Steph Curry hit like 16 or 17 three pointers in the game, the all actual All Star game, yeah, or something. He scored 50 points, so that was I. I heard it was his. And cool. the way that
1: they play defense in the All Star game, that's impressive. Well, hitting that many three pointers is impressive. Well, not it?
2: really, even if you're not getting guarded. I mean, it, it is kind of. <laughs> it still is, but he gets paid to shoot threes. So. Yeah, he's good at it. Yep. He
1: is good at it. <laughs> but his shoot, like if so, I forget that stat that I love so much. I use it all the time. Like before, before this year. Um, Tom Brady had better percentage to make the Super Bowl than Steph Curry to make his next three-point shot. Yeah. Which is a lot. I love that stat. So he's not really that good.
2: That's dumb. That's what that tells me. (laughs) That's a (laughs) dumb thing to say.
1: (laughs) We need a four-point
2: line, right? Is that what you were telling me earlier? I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Who knows? No, because then you're never going to see another layup ever. (laughs) (laughs) What, you like layups? Better than threes, yeah. Oh, really? uh, Kind of, yeah.
1: Oh. So what do you think about Steph Curry?
2: Like him, <laughs> I, like, I like all the three. It's good to go layups too.
1: Anyways, the before the the all the skills competition on Saturday and the All Star game on Sunday, there was the Rising Stars game, and the Pistons fit right in with the Rising Stars. You had Cade Cunningham, Isaiah Stewart, and Sadiq Bay all all playing. Uh, Cade Cunningham won the MVP, scored eighteen points overall, and nine assists, hitting the key three pointer in the finals, um, and. Assisting on the play that led to the win on a Fra- Franz Wal- Wagner free
2: throw. <laughs> Franz Wagner. He played for Michigan last year. Franz
1: Wagner. I said it right.
2: Well, it's sort of. You said it weird. Wagner. Yeah, I don't exactly. Know how you say it. He's no, German. It Wagner. Wagner.
3: Go ahead.
1: <laughs> Move it along. All
3: right, anyway. His German accent's <laughs> so on point.
1: Uh his ability to score and make everyone around him better really was was uh it looked like that was on display. And and with with key young players around him. It was fun to watch. I mean it was obviously just video wallpaper at at the house when yeah. we were watching it, but no, it was, fun it was still fun to watch yeah. in, in the way that he, he looked he looked confident. He looked like this is my my thing. I am the guy to worry about in this. Like He wasn't trying too hard. He was like, I'm going to play my game, and it's going to translate, and it's going to be really fun.
2: Yeah, well, and their team definitely played more actual basketball than the other teams. It, it was It was pretty clear that they were running a little bit of what you could consider an offense compared to the other guys and, and enough defense to win. And from the other teams, they were just kind of, randomly shooting it up and just trying to get points and not taking it very seriously. And Cade's like, nah, I think I'm going to win MVP. Yeah, it was kind of <laughs> like cool. He said that was his goal, is to win yeah. the championship, like win the two games whatever. It was, fun. It was fun to
1: see him get the attention that he deserves.
2: I yeah, think. I agree. I think that's that's pretty big for him. Yeah,
1: I think it's it's important for him. It's important for the Pistons and the way that they're going to build this thing. Um, Isaiah Stewart had a really good game in the semifinals. He scored 10 points and had six rebounds uh, in the their, the first win. So the people that missed it was like a... You had two games, and then the winners played each other for the championship. Yeah, small little. Bracket. Um, Isaiah Stewart and Sadiq Bay were on the same team, right? And then Cade Cunningham was on a different one. Yep. Um, so they then they played each games. other in the championship, um, but uh, Stewart didn't score any in, in the the final game. I think they kind of like changed who he was playing with. I read. I didn't really watch it, so I'm not. Yeah, they kind of swapped out. More. Yeah, um, but Sadiq Bay, uh, basically what, from from what they were saying, is if Team Isaiah won. Which is the team that Bay and Stewart were on? Bay would probably would have won MVP, which is kind of cool that both of those guys were were their their best players. And I feel like Bay was probably like, "All right, I'll go head to head with you." Not that they're going technically head to head, but yeah, um, he he carried his team offensively in the first game, scoring sixteen points on seven of eight shooting. Also had a key block on Jalen Green, which is pretty fun to I see, right? It. Yeah, I loved it. Um, uh, and then eventually they 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 won the game. Uh, he didn't do so well in the, the finals, uh, just with five points. But he he looked good. He looked like the best player on his team, it, for at least maybe not the best player, but
2: he did. I mean, he he put up the most. Like yeah.
1: he 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 performed the best. I, I think, would say.
2: Well, and then you saw there were some comments just about like how Sadiq Bay looks like a pro already, and and the other guys looked young. Sadiq Bay looked mature. He his body's already filled out. He's extremely strong and, like, well-filled out for his age. Mm -hmm. And also you add the shooting ability on top of that. I mean, it's why we like him as part of this team, right, moving forward in the future. Yeah,
1: it was just fun to see this these three guys getting a lot of attention. Yeah. It it really was. Because
2: they all played really well.
1: (laughs) They played well, and they were the the, the, – for me, that doesn't really know basketball that well. I thought our three guys really stood out. I thought Isaiah Stewart looked like the biggest, like, just strong, like – Obviously, he's not Zion, but like the, the that type of body, like he physically stands out better. Sadiq Bay, I I didn't know he could do what he was doing. Like he was, like all over. He was, looked yeah. very athletic. I thought Jalen Green said, Like the way he moves was was just interesting to me. Like I could see why people liked him. But then Cade, like his presence and just the way he played. You got three guys out there. And now look. This is just the Rising Star. I think what Andre Drummond won the Rising Star Game ones, or <laughs> MVP one. So probably did. I mean, take it with a grain of salt, but it's still fun to see, especially when you're in a complete rebuild mode that the Pistons are in. It's like the foundation's there, and I mean, I just start, you know me, like start thinking ahead. Like trade deadlines passed, so now I'm thinking trade, like not trade, but like all right, how do we make this team better? The draft. That's the next thing in, on the list. So yep. is it time to start tanking or just let these guys play? We're not good enough
2: to really play our way out of a, a top three pick, are we? No, or top I don't, five I don't pick, think I should so. say. Top three odds, I should say. Yeah, top three odds. As long as we stay in that range, I'm okay with it. We're going to we're gonna get a good draft pick. The The top is pretty good. Top heavy, I would say the top four kind of separate themselves from the field within the prospects. Um but they're they're naturally going to lose a lot of games. I think they'll actually start winning some here. I don't expect them to be the worst team. I think Orlando and or Houston will probably compete for that. And Indiana's done their best to probably <laughs> lose the rest of the games of the of the season. Yeah. So it might get closer down the stretch. But no, that that's the beauty of where we're at. Like we can keep uh, we can keep Jeremy Grant, and it's not like we're gonna. We we'll start tanking. No, we're the worst team in the league already. Yeah, tied with Orlando or whatever it is for the wins at least. Yeah. Um. So no, we're we're gonna be bad, and and that's okay. So
1: who who fits what these guys are? Because this is the core, right? And I don't I don't even want to think Jeremy Grant as as a, a a piece. Like in my head, he's he's going to be gone before this team's good. If you want to include him, that's fine. But like in this draft, like where does the the list kind of drop? You kind of, you know, like last year it was for the for the NFL. It's or, or it's all about. Trevor Lawrence after that it's like the next section you got tier one tier two tier three like where where is the tier one break off and what who kind of fits what this team's going to be like moving forward and the missing piece if you will this core
2: it's it's weird I would say there's really the top tier is either three or four players so the top three are are almost consensus the three power forwards and Chet Holmgren is over seven foot um, but people say just based on his skill set and the way he moves and everything, uh, he's a good shot blocker, but he should really play power forward, and that's his natural position. So Chet Holmgren, uh, Paolo Banquero of Duke, and then Jabari Smith of Auburn. Those guys are having outstanding seasons. I think Chet keeps on getting better with every game, um, and then the other two guys are just playing out of their minds too. Those are all bigger bodies that, that absolutely fit with Cade Cunningham on this team because Cade is the guard who's running the show and making decisions. And then you've got your big guy who is versatile enough to shoot from anywhere on the court, drive, score, rebound, and, and they could have the the big and small, you know, combination there. That just, that's basketball. That works. It's always where it's the Shaq Kobe kind of thing. Um, with the new age style, you know, where they, they, they they face the basket. They're not going to play with the back to the basket and that's Okay. Um, all three of them can do that, and then the other one is Jaden Ivey. I think he really belongs in that top tier. He is an insanely athletic guard out of Purdue. Oh yeah, for yeah, second okay. second year player out of Purdue, and and I mean if you watch him play, he is he's incredible. He's in a, he's a freak of an athlete. He runs so fast down the court, he just flies by everybody. He's a he could probably go win the dunk contest. You know, this year he probably would have if he was in the NBA, <laughs> and. And he can score, and he's not the best shooter, but he's just a dynamic playmaker, much uh, very similar to Jalen Green of last year. Okay, uh, but his his mom, I think, is a head coach of Purdue's women's basketball team, or something along those lines, like a high school coach. So he has like really really good fundamentals. He does not play selfish basketball. He's open to sharing. He, he I mean, I like the way he plays. Plays really hard on defense. So if you pair him up as a guard, maybe a, a two guard maybe a point guard sometimes he plays point guard right now but he could be paired up with Kate Cunningham and just they would be a dynamic backcourt
1: so do you think that the way that this the the Pistons are building like they got a draft by position or is the positionless basketball theme that we're kind of seeing a little bit more like is there a guy that would kind of kill two birds with one stone
2: I, I really don't know or is so is it just
1: kind of like we can upgrade and we just got to
2: upgrade I think I think we need to upgrade. We need to get best player available. Yeah, and I think having Marvin Bagley added to the team adds another dynamic of of getting rid of a need. So if, okay. if they're looking at it and say we absolutely need a big guy because the short, the tallest guy on our team is you know six foot nine, Isaiah Stewart is an undersized center. Even though yeah. we, we like him the way he plays, but that means we have to target a big guy and hope that Chet is there. That to me is unacceptable because you just you just Preventing yourself from looking at Jaden Ivey, and that might be the dynamic backcourt like the Trailblazers have or used to have, I guess, with McCollum and, and, um, and whatever his name is. But Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Lillard? Yeah. <laughs> Lillard, Damian Lillard, thank you. Yeah. Reggie Miller? Damian Lillard. Oh. Yeah, but but I, so I think it just opens them up to get best player available, and I that's the way I want them to go. I don't know what I would do as a GM. This is a very hard one for me to choose. I've had my favorites in the past that, to me, just seem obvious guys stand out, but then the more I look, I just fall in love or out of love with these kind of players. I'm kind of torn between all four of these guys. I don't know what the Pistons should do.
0: From the Red Wings to Michigan State, we're talking about it. This is State of My Sports.
1: Before getting to the main topic of episode 145, which I don't know why I named this one, the John Howard probably should have been the main topic, right? Probably. Yeah. Oh yep. well. well, live and learn. Whatever. I want to remind everyone that the Hop's Brewing Company and Cafe is pour, is open and pouring some of the best craft beer in West Michigan. Their revamped food menu, rotating taps, wine and ciders make perfect for whatever you have going on, from late night drinks with friends, and every, <laughs> 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 dinner with the family, yeah, and everything in between. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I looked at you guys. I thought you were talking about <laughs> me. You gave Ryan that look,
2: like, oh, here we go. You are saying. No, I think oh, we I, were. I didn't even look at Ryan. Yeah, I think I we just, were both closing yeah. our eyes, actually.
1: You guys do that to me when I'm reading. <laughs> wow. The hops is becoming a staple in the rest, West Michigan restaurant community that we highly recommend to our friend and listeners. That was fake. I know that was fake. Yep. You know, um, that job. we highly. <laughs> Taco Tuesday, <laughs> 250 tacos. Get it. Seltzers. Great. Beer. Love it. I, I
2: so wanted to go there for Taco Tuesday today. <laughs> yeah, just saying. I did. I didn't get around to it, but
1: but Leo, but you had Leo's last night, so you're like, yeah. I did. <laughs> um, the <laughs> Hops <laughs> is the official brewery. State of My Sports. If you mention State of My Sports, you get a nice little discount off your first beer. Do you know it. who
2: has? You know who has better tacos than Leo's? Than Leo's? Le- the Hops. Leo's.
1: Do they have tacos at Leo's? No. I bet you if they wanted to make a, a taco, like <laughs> slice up one of their steaks and make it a steak taco.
2: They're a seafood place, but yeah. Oh, they are? They have have steak. You know
3: what? There was once a steakhouse downtown that was never a burger joint, and they kind of turned into a burger joint. Yeah, who was that? That was Louie Benton. Yes. We went there a few times on Wednesdays once we discovered it. They
1: had like half off burgers on Wednesdays or something?
3: Yeah, and they made it with their leftover meat from the night before. No, from the steaks? Yeah.
2: Yeah. What is this place? Well, it's, it's gone now.
3: Gone. It's, it was Louis Benton Steakhouse.
2: Dang. It you was remember so Louis Benton, good. right?
3: Yeah, I do. I just didn't hear you the first time.
1: It was so good. The, those burgers were incredible. I got yeah. like a Cajun one that I was just like, that yeah. is
3: my yeah. My they now they it's were it They were killing it.
1: Now it's gone. And it's very, very sad. Right. Um, but like last week, we did some uh, NFL questions, right? Liked it. You got some music there? now we're gonna do some college football questions hey. oh. again they're supposed to be cut up in a nice hat for John to pull out and be dramatic but that's not the case so I'll just go through do you have a the, hat the, actually, I'll just yeah
3: uh, <laughs> I can't <do> just yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll just go through the list of the questions randomly all right here we go a few years in now do we like the transfer portal in the way that it's being utilized
3: I do. It gives any team an opportunity to get better. Once again, sell them, have the schools sell themselves to these players. Hey, this is what we're doing. We we we're think you're a good fit. Come play with us. We're creating something here. We're building something here. Why not?
2: Right. 100%. You do? From the student-athlete side, it, it's un, completely unfair that they can't just go choose who they want to play for. Go to school at. I, I think that's ridiculous. I, it, it was always ridiculous, and they're doing their best to fix it. It it has some unintended consequences, some changes, but let's live with the changes. Let them do what they need to do. I like the idea of it. I don't
1: like the way that's being used. I don't like the way the the best teams are the ones that are capital, capitalizing off it. In my opinion, I think Alabama and Georgia, like the, those are the, the teams that were like we're trying to be like get more of the talent away from them. It's not happening. And they're they're just gaining the talent. They're getting the, the developed players already that some other team has already gone through developing. I hate it. I think it's stupid. Now, if your coach leaves, that's where I'm like, yeah, you should be able to leave. I think you commit to a, a coach and you should stick with it. And Yeah, I don't like it. Um, I don't like it. I don't like that I don't like that it's so easy. I don't like that they have this easy of an out. I like that they have a way to to have an out. I think that's why sitting out was a good thing. Like, for a year, it's like, yeah, you can go do whatever the heck you want, but you're going to get punished for this one year. If you went back to that, that would be a better. I, I like that a lot better, personally, because I, I don't like how easy it is because you're recruiting to fill players, or your, your team, you're recruiting high schoolers, but then you're also. Recruiting trying, your you're team. C- you're recruiting your team. And I, it, I don't like it.
3: But, but also, to your point, to these. Big schools, the, the big names, when they take those players in, there's there's a more likely chance that some of their players leave for other schools, and it, it, it's kind of this revolving door where your school, if they recruit well enough in that transfer portal, could get better.
2: Think, and if you utilize it too much, you might be unstable.
1: So Colin, Colin jumped on. Yeah. He said, "What about the coaches that get hired at a different school and bring those star players with them?" So that's kind of connecting the the
3: Lincoln Riley, like
1: a Lincoln Riley type thing. It's like, "Hey, come come play for Oklahoma, blah blah blah." Uh, by Oklahoma, go come all right, come play to, for USC. Yeah, I don't. I I, got that's, no problem
2: with it. Yeah, why are we pretending that these are athletes that are I mean, well, so getting paid? Well,
1: all right, well. Let's look at NFL. You sign a contract for a team, not a coach.
2: Not if, for anything if I else. Go to, if I go to Oakland University and I choose to go there to go to school, why can't I go transfer somewhere else and go to school somewhere else? I think you can. Yeah, this is... But you should have to sit out of here. These are students. You shouldn't be able to jump around the way that they Student first. Be, before, that's kind of a joke because that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what they sold to <laughs> us at Oakland, but whatever. Yeah,
3: I just, I don't, I don't know. I just... Here, how about this? You got... You you have a one not one and done, but your first one you don't have to sit out. But if you're going to transfer another time and another time, then you sit out. I think they have it to. It prevents I think... it.
1: I just don't think you should be able to move over for for one year,
2: I, like right away. I really don't. It just it. Why? I haven't heard a good argument yet. All I've heard is that you don't like it. That's basically it. Is I don't like it because it's changed. Just no, different. it has nothing to do with change. I'm am okay with change. So do you think there needs to be like a limit, I've, for the school? A lim- a school maybe that limit? maybe that's the way to do it. I, I think that might be the way to do it, uh, because but then I, then they have to pick and choose who they want, and they could they could put a limit on it so that it's less impactful. So maybe it only becomes a quarterback carousel, and it's not necessarily an offensive line, defensive line, cornerback, every every single position. Like let's limit this a little bit and worry about the star players only.
1: All right. Next question is, the media rights for the Big Ten um, with Fox are set to expire in 2023. NBC has already said that they want to make a major push for their rights. Made me think, who puts on the best college football broadcast, in your guys' opinion?
3: I think Fox, personally.
1: Yeah. Barstool. Barstool? Well, I mean, like, game, Fox. Fox? Yeah, I think so. I really like the... I like the big games that Fox do does. I think with um, Joel Klatt and, and Gus Johnson, Josh I think Johnson. they do a good job. Yeah. I like the pregame as well. I think play by play for me is ESPN. I really like um, Kirk Herbstreit as a color commentator. I know I that's too. that's not popular for for a Michigan fan to say, but I really like that deal. Um, who's the who does the play by play now? Uh, I, I'm not good with names. Anyways, I I, I think. I I think ESPN still does the best with that, but push comes to shove. I I do love a good Gus Johnson-Joel Klatt game.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, when you look at the two, NBC or Fox, I mean, I think Fox all day.
1: All right. About a year into the new NIL college sports world. Do you like it, and how can it be improved?
3: I don't know. It's it's hard for me to answer because I don't know. Because Michigan did, little... didn't do it. Yeah.
1: Well, they ranked. They did rank like top seven in nil money. They did. Yeah.
3: They were one of the first ones to put student athletes' names on jerseys. They yeah. might have been the first one.
2: But they, but they didn't. They didn't come in with. They're with a number, and and other schools have been giving people like number. I guarantee you, yeah, fifty thousand dollars a year. You know, every year that you're right.
1: here for, for the NIL stuff. For me, is like I like the the morality of it. I like the idea of it, but I don't think it's being governed correctly. I think it's being abused by certain teams, and it, it's not being it's not it's not doing what it was created to do. They're basically paying no, people. Yet. Like there's a, I think it's Texas, right? That's like Texas A&M. Well, I think Texas to start is like all every single offensive lineman is going to get this this amount of money. Yeah, it's like that's That's the exact opposite of what this was all about. This was about a player being able to go sign a contract, go sell a jersey, go create a brand for himself, and do that. This is not being done the way that they were told us it was going to go. Look, I think NIL is good. They should be able to make money off of themselves, but it's corrupt as F right now the way that this is all going and it's it's just not it's not being done correctly I think and I don't be, know the answers I think it
2: needs to be a salary thing yeah,
3: yeah. well then you have big brand schools like Michigan holding back holding back with their players I mean they, they could have a ton of student athletes flocking to places like Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama I mean Alabama doesn't have a problem but you're holding back these opportunities for these kids to come here and make a living while they play college sports, and it's it's a problem. So the, the schools themselves are right now dictating what the student-athletes within that school can do with that NIL, and that's a problem.
1: Yeah, it's supposed to be the opposite of school. The school shouldn't be giving these players money because of what school they're going to, and they shouldn't be – holding them back from making a certain amount of money either so i like the idea i like the spirit of it it's just not being done correctly yeah, at all it's it's a it's an absolute mess it's
2: hard though it's hard to figure out what what the right thing I is. i don't know the answers that's that's the, the problem gates are open at this point it's the wild wild west yeah I mean,
0: it
1: really knows. is and some teams are definitely making it Yeah, we the west are yeah the yeah the South. yeah south. <laughs> <laughs> Um, last one is Harbaugh will be making 7.5 million. I know this is more of a Michigan topic, but um, it is what it is. What we're going to talk about it anyways. His salary will also increase annually reaching 7.6 to 8 million in the final year of his contract in 25. But with only $3 million buyout in year 1, 2.25 million in year 2, 1.5 million in year 3, and $750,000 in year 4. Are the NFL rumors put to bed or is this just to see you again next year? <laughs>
3: Nah.
1: This buyout was such a disappointment for me. I feel like they could have put this buyout as such an extreme number that would be like, all right, there's no way that this he's ever going to leave be, because of another job. And they had an opportunity to do it, and I don't think they did. Now, what this also tells me is, does the university even want him? Like, it doesn't see it, This just feels like a breakup way. This feels like... A, like, you know when you have... And I'm not going to, I don't know any of my friends had this, but like you have those parents that are married <laughs> until the kids are out of high school and like, we're done with each other. Let's just do this for the kids. Let's do this for the Michigan fans. Let's like not let anybody down, but let's not like this is, this is a disaster waiting to happen. That's what this contract tells me. And it's, I don't know. You guys can give your opinion if you want
2: it just seems low, doesn't it? It seems low to me. The buyout, the overall salary, the overall
1: salary. Yeah, yep. I that didn't bother me that much. But. Well,
2: I think I think Harbaugh lost his his leverage when it didn't work in the NFL, and then yeah. Michigan kind of was there that, to pick him up. Yeah, and a like, lot of people
1: use like the Mel Tucker comparison. Well, Mel Tucker's not where he wants to be. Like he would be just as happy jumping ship to LSU. That was the reason why. Mel Tucker got what he got is because he was ready to jump to – he was going to have a lateral move. Harbaugh's not going to go coach Notre Dame. He's not going to go coach – He's if he's going to coach college, it's going to be the University of Michigan. If he's going to coach the NFL, that's their problem, right? So that's where he lost his leverage. It's like
2: there's, the 32,
1: there's 32 jobs that he would leave, not 132. Yeah. You know the, what I mean? The, he, the
2: negotiation – was done by the time they started negotiating.
1: Yeah. We'll, we'll kind of do these, these type of question things, I think, throughout throughout the summer to keep the... You didn't want to talk about the college football f- playoff? Football. Yeah, I was surprised
3: oh, you yeah. skipped that one.
1: Where is it? Oh, all right, let me start that up. Yeah, all right. This is worth talking
2: about.
3: So, I, I th- guys, th- yeah, I thought you were just saving it for I, last.
1: I, I lost myself on the sheet. This is why I really wanted the r- random ones. Moved but All yourself. right. The college football playoff committee announced Friday that the sprint. 14 format will continue through the end of the current contract, which expires following the 2025 season. My question is: All in all, is four better than 12 until we until more of the issues get ironed out, or do you want 12 what tomorrow? Are
3: the, what are the issues you mean? Or I
1: think all right. I think NIL is an issue. I think the transfer portal is still an issue. I think Notre Dame is an issue. The conference realignment is still an issue. There is so much that's going to happen in the next couple of years that need to get figured out before you put a 12-team playoff in. Now, if 12 is where you land, I would much rather be at four for the next couple of years than jump and chip to, to 12 and it would be an absolute disaster because I feel like something bigger needs to happen. something More changes need to happen inside the NCAA football to, to make a 12-team playoff happen. There's a lot, and like, not to mention like non-conference games and like your selective s- scheduling and, and stuff like that. It's it's not fair to just all of a sudden be like twelve and hopefully you get in type thing. So I don't know. That's my opinion.
3: Sure. I, I don't I don't think the the NIL stuff is so much holding hostage to the expansion. Um, I, I think the NCAA is missing out on a ton of money, not expanding. I, I'm surprised they're not making headway at doing this. And to be to be frank with you, I'm so sick and tired of talking about Notre Dame. Just join a conference. That was another thing that Stop I, I wanted to,
1: to kind of connect the dots with. If, if Big Ten, so let's say NBC does make a big push for the Big Ten, media rights and stuff like that, what does that mean for Notre Dame? Because that's what Notre Dame kind of hangs their hat on. It's like, well, we have NBC. That's only us. Well, right. <laughs> that might end here
2: pretty quick. Yeah, maybe not. Ryan, what, what did you think about that? I don't know. Um, it surprised me a little bit that they didn't just jump right into something. At least, I mean, they, they've been, like, going little by little for so yeah. many years at this point. So I, didn't, I wouldn't expect jumping right into 12. I would think more, like, even six So then the you Know one or two seeds get a buy, and yeah. then maybe they could get a team like Cincinnati more often.
1: From what I understood, is this vote was going to be 12 or four, like yeah. there was no in between, and it had to be unanimous as well. Now, the next time they go to vote in 2025 or whenever it happens, and the, they might do it again next year, like have a one or the other type thing that doesn't have, but it doesn't have to be unanimous anymore, then it's majority. And that's when the change will really happen because you have all these conferences, all these Notre Dame things and independence and a lot of stuff that everybody wants to have their, you know, feel good tickles inside. And they're still, <laughs> you know making, I mean? and they're
2: still making their money. Let's not pretend they're, they're still going to make a crap ton so. of money. But going back
1: to, to the question that about the, the contracts Colin brought up, he said it was corrupt before NIL, which I agree with. But when we start talking salary, now they are school employees, which means contracts and tons of gray area. Uh, it's true. I mean, if they're considered school employees, that's a completely different ball game. Yeah. And then Carrie jumped in and said she wants twelve. So. I don't know. I just I I am okay with four. Now I hope that it's not till 2025. I hope they can figure out something. But again, I, there's a lot more issues than than playoff teams in my opinion then
2: i'm okay with four for now
1: should i just let the music run or should i just stop it let me stop it (laughs) we're gonna get into our betting hero segment right can you explain betting hero
2: yeah bettinghero.com is a website that you can go to to get all of the sports betting platforms uh that's available to you uh, to get whatever best promo code they have available coming up. So whether it's a UFC fight coming up uh, on a Saturday or if it's Super Bowl or whatever other game they have, they're constantly renewing those. We know that. We see the commercials all the time. Bettinghero.com just, just provides the you know the, all the options laid out for you so you can just pick the best one available at the time. Sometimes the betting odds are different. So, again, Bettinghero.com. Use promo code MIBET. It's a really good way to support the podcast.
1: That is right, it is right. So last week, my first Wednesday parlay was a loser. I said Minnesota Wild would win. I said take the points in the Pistons game. And then I said take the over in the Canes and Panthers. And I went one and two. The Pistons actually got the win. I should have said moneyline. That would've sounded really good, right? Yeah. But I got it wrong. Right. Well no, I got that was the one it. I got right, but I got I went one and two in my, my three game parlay. So for me, tomorrow's parlay is going to be the Avs, minus one and a half against the Red Wings. Uh, The Wings have had a long layoff, and some guys coming back from injury, they're going to be a little rusty. The Avs just lost the Boston 5-1 on Monday. Uh, They'll be ready to play, and they're just the much better team. I'm also going to go over in the Tampa Bay-Edmonton game because these are two high-scoring teams. I hope that it's 6 or six and not six and a half. That's where it can get ugly. You can get a push if it's six. Um, but yeah, I just feel like there could be a lot of goal scoring in that one. And then my last one is Kings minus one and a half against the Coyotes. They're just a much better team. And just hope for that empty matter is basically where I'm at. But anyways, that's that's what I got. Nice. So we're going to do our beer grades for the day. Oui. Do we have any other comments coming up here? saw a comment. Yeah, or- comment
2: was going back to the just talking about how the playoff committee is the worst and fans and everybody basically just want more teams. So, his opinion he was He wants 8
3: teams. It's a nice number.
2: Yeah, I I agree with that. I would I don't want to jump to 12, 16 right away. Let's let's control this thing. Let's see how it goes and football's tough. You don't want to hurt the kids either.
1: Yeah, we got to get we got to get some kind of one body that's controlling everybody. I don't think the NCAA does that well enough because you got the SEC's scheduling cupcakes. I mean, you look at Michigan scheduled next week or next year. It's like an absolute disaster. Yeah, so easy um, outside of the conference. So it's like that. That's where the problem really. Really, and we need occurs. to know their
2: names and we need to know their salaries and we need to know everything about them. They have to answer for those decisions. All right, what I'm are not, we? What I'm are not we, kidding. But, what
1: know. are we drinking today?
2: Uh, this is what brewery Knicks. Um, I don't. Do you have a name of the beer? I don't even see the name of of this beer. I think it's just lager. No, it's just lager, (laughs) gluten-free lager, 4.6% alcohol. Um, Micah, did you have anything else? You said you you had some more, but you were going to save it for later.
3: I do. Why don't you talk about the beer a second?
2: Yeah, so this is uh, their profile is malt and honey, clean and refreshing. It's made with water, of course. It's made with millet, rice, sunflower (laughs) seeds, hops, and yeast. So, again, it is gluten-free, and that's kind of what they're hanging their hat on. And a pretty cool option, I would say, just based on the 85% of people that are gluten-free nowadays.
3: So you can find their beer at the House Rules Lounge on Ionia Avenue in Grand Rapids, Michigan. They don't have a tasting room right now. It's in development. And hopefully they're going to be opening sometime this year. So keep an eye out for that announcement from Brewery Nix. Nice. So what do you guys think? I thought I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I mean it, it, I'm not a huge I, lager
2: guy, so I don't. Yeah, but I would say it's very clean, very crisp. Um, it's exactly
1: what it's supposed to be, and it light. makes me wonder, like if if I would have, if we would have done the IPA, if we would have had a better opinion about it, because I think we kind of all like IPAs a little bit more than yeah loggers. Interesting, interesting to taste and see that what one. kind of flavor that would have. I mean, it's hard to I look like, if you're looking for a gluten free beer. If, if, like, if that's what floats your boat, like, I'm sure this is right up people's alley. Because it tastes like a lager. It tastes exactly what, it, like, a beer's supposed to taste like. Mm-hmm. Now, lagers aren't our style. It just kind of is what it is. Um, I'm leaning towards a 6.8, and I, and I don't mean that in a bad way at all. It's just the this, this style, I think, for me.
3: Yeah, I, I had a hard time picking out, you know, the ingredients in this beer, and that's... That's due to me not knowing what the heck I'm talking about. When I know I'm tasting beer, I just know what I like. Um, again, I'm not a lager guy, and it's a good beer. Like you, like you said, Ryan, it's clean. Uh, it's it tastes the way it's supposed to taste. I like
1: how light it is. I really do. It's right. light, yeah. yeah.
3: Right. Um, I'm gonna go with a seven three.
2: Ryan. Yeah, I'll go with a seven six. I think um, I think you're right though. It's kind of hard to pick out the flavors because the the whole foundation of the beer is different. So we're yeah. we're starting from a different place, and maybe the notes we're used to tasting that that is similar. Like we couldn't even start there and then make a comparison. So it just makes it hard to compare to probably a normal like you know wheat beer.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, before we get out of here, I do have a little surprise for you guys. Ryan, nice. can you can you read? Aaron Rodgers emotional oh, Instagram post and can you kind of like make it like <laughs> sad almost or, or like I don't know like dramatic can you do that for me I think it'd be, can, <laughs> I
2: can you give you a shot Can the, you, can you, can you do is it? this whole thing is Instagram post yeah oh it's, my gosh wow well. <laughs> go ahead here's some uh, hashtag Monday night <laughs> gratitude for some of the incredibly special people in my life with some pictures from the last beautiful year, the last beautiful year. <laughs> Jeez. At Shaylene Woodley. Thanks for letting me chase after you. The first couple of months after we met finally let me catch up to you and be a part of your life. Thanks for always having my back for the incredible kindness you showed me and everyone you meet and for showing me what an unconditional love looks like for two years. I love you and I'm grateful for you for two years to the men. I got to share the QB room with every day, Matt, it's Nathaniel, emotional. Luke, Jordan Love and Ben Benkirk, you guys made every day so much fun, and I'm so thankful for the daily laughs and stress relief that you brought me every week of the year. I love you guys. To the Friday crew, uh, I'm not gonna Randall Cobb and all those guys, I loved every moment we got to spend together this year. Your love and support was overwhelming, and I cherish the friendships I have with each of you. To my teammates, past and current, you are the icing on the beautiful cake we call our job football. The friendships that we have will transcend our collective time in this game, and I am so thankful for the role that each of you have played in making my life that much better. I love you guys and cherish the memories we've made. To everyone else, spread (laughs) love and gratitude, you beautiful people, and read a book once in a while, too, while you're at it. Love and peace. Heart, heart. Nice. (laughs)
1: What was he doing last night? I mean, he must have been tripping on something. He was, uh, yeah, he was. <laughs> he had some kind he was very of high or <laughs> he had drunk something or something. <laughs> I don't know if that's a retire Like I know he was on. Uh, what, what's that dude's face? The guy, that, our, our biggest competitor. Yeah, Pat McAfee. Um, <laughs> Pat sorry, I didn't want to like give him credit or anything. Yeah. Well. Uh, I, I I I don't know. I thought it was funny <laughs> <laughs> the way that how like emotional and thoughtful he he was. Man, this. that was very thoughtful.
2: And and the picture <laughs> that he posted cute. the pictures. With,
1: right? Yeah, he had like a scroll of like eight pictures. I yeah. think. Yeah, I mean, man, he he might be
2: gone. But anyway. think he's retiring, or you think yeah. it's Broncos?
1: <laughs> Honestly, my 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 biggest thought is both the Packers and Aaron Rodgers are doing everything they can to look like the good guy in this breakup. <laughs> That's what they're doing. The Packers are like, we re-signed your quarterback coach. We did this. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And we didn't want you back in the first place. And Aaron Rodgers is like, oh, I thank you guys first, and I'm I'm the good guy here. I'm Uh, read a book, blah, blah, blah. Like He's trying to walk out as the good guy, and and everybody's just going to be sitting there confused, like, I don't know what to think. I don't know how to feel. (laughs) Just sad. (laughs) We're really happy, I don't know. At least you got love in there. That's what matters,
3: right? Love, yeah. We sure talk about this a lot on this podcast. (laughs) Love and peace. I
1: love it, man. I love it. We did actually get a grade, though. Carrie was drinking cakewalk vanilla cream, ale from right brain so light and easy to drink i would like more vanilla it's on the can what if it's on the can oh yep i see what she's saying
2: it's on the can but she just couldn't taste it
1: yeah um but it was good 7.3 so very good very good um, Colin, cleaning up a couple comments here. Five of the Power Five conference conference winners and three next best teams judged by the
2: committee. Where we have their names, Should phone be numbers, the, addresses. The
1: eight, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I, I don't know the the playoff thing. I honestly don't know where I've, I would want it to go. I I don't have an opinion. I haven't landed the plane yet on, on what I want. But.
2: Uh, you're still riding the high from the, the air rider's ah, low. So emotional. <laughs>
1: that was episode 145. Thank you guys for recording. Thank you all you for watching and listening live, all that good stuff. We'll talk to you next week, if not sooner.
0: Peace. You've been listening to State of My Sports. From the Red Wings to the Lions to the Tigers to the Pistons to Michigan and Michigan State and everything in between, we're talking about it. And don't forget the beer. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. In the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at State of My Sports with an M-I. We'll see you next time.